0: You learn something new every day. I am Joan Boyko, coordinator of communications and community outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are proud to present a new podcast each week that focuses on the people, programs, projects, and activities here in the district. This show is produced by my dynamic duo of student interns in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns are Brianna Meza and Emily Martin. And today on the show, I am very pleased to welcome Palm Springs Unified's coordinator of mental health services, Danielle McLean Parks. Welcome.
1: Thank you, John.
0: Thanks for being here. So um, how long have you been with Palm Springs Unified and in
1: what capacities? Um, I started with Palm Springs Unified in uh, September of uh, 2021 as a mental health therapist. Um, And in that capacity, I worked with um, our zero to five early education programs as well as several of the elementary schools in the district providing mental health services to students. Um, And then uh, in January of 2022, um, I transitioned into the coordinator role here in the department.
0: Well, congratulations. And, you know, to do that in just a few months, you have to be pretty good at what you do. So I'm happy for you and uh, I hear good things. So great. And where where did you come to Palm Springs Unified from?
1: Um, I uh, came from San Bernardino County. Uh, where I worked in some administrative roles with children and family services there. Um, and I've also worked um, in private practice as a therapist and also with a, um, a um, health insurance company as a uh, therapist as well.
0: Awesome. So give us an overview of the uh, Palm Springs Unified Mental Health Department and the services we provide
1: Um, I, you know, honestly, I've been really, really impressed by the services that our department provides. Um, We have several different programs and different uh, avenues of providing mental health services to students. Um, One of our biggest ones is our Medi-Cal program, where we are contracted as a Medi-Cal provider um, for our students. And so we're able to provide um, family therapy, individual therapy, um, other mental health services to students through Medi-Cal funding. Um, We also, as I mentioned briefly before, we have a zero to five program um, that we have through First Five California, uh, where we're providing services to our early education students. So our uh, Head Start and state state preschool students. Um, And in in that program, we also provide um, some teacher training, some parent education classes um, and other services to support the social emotional learning of our little ones as well. Um, we also um, have some, uh, some of our therapists that are contracted with particular school sites um, through, um, through other funding besides Medi-Cal to be able to provide a little bit broader services. And one of the programs that we um, have just started this year is our partnership with Daybreak Health. Um, And that is a really exciting program because I think it really opens up some of our accessibility as well. Um, Daybreak, it provides telehealth services um, for mental health for our students. And so we are able to um, ensure that some of our students that have some of the more mild and moderate um, mental health issues are able to access services through Daybreak through telehealth, um, which has really, I think enabled our students to have Um, a little bit broader access um, because they're not constrained by, um, you know, days, times, locations, those kinds of things. Um, I think it's also a unique part of our program in general that we're able to provide mental health services on the campuses to the students. Our therapists are a a part of the, um, you know, the campus community. They they know our students. They have relationships with our staff. And so so we're really able to... um, increase some of that accessibility ourselves for students uh, for mental health as well.
0: And how many people in your department and what are their roles? Uh,
1: So we have, uh, right now we have um, six um, mental health therapists. um, And then we have two uh, mental health specialists um, that support the work that that the therapists do. Um, And then we have uh, two peer support specialists um, that are also supporting the work that our therapists do uh, through peer support um, with our our students. And then we also have um, our office technician um, and our office specialists, um, Diana Bonilla and Anna Jones, who are absolutely amazing and keep this place running on a day-to-day basis. They are a backbone uh, to making sure that we all uh, have the information and resources that we need to do our job. So
0: I do know that, and I don't know the status, but I do know that we have been looking for social workers, and is that part of the mental health team, or is that a separate department?
1: Uh, the the uh, social workers are a part of uh, the student uh, student support services. Okay. Um, they're, not, they're not under the mental health department. Um, however, they are definitely partners in the work that we do. Um, along with the school counselors and all of our educators. Um, I feel like we all have our roles that we play in supporting the mental health and the social emotional learning for our students. And um, so we're all able to partner together um, in providing that spectrum and those different tiers of services to support our students.
0: And it's pretty unique that a school district has a full mental health department, isn't it? Because I know that, I don't, I don't really know how long it's been. Maybe it's been 10 years. I don't think, I think it's, it's been, been longer than
1: years, that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, prior to that, we really contracted out for um, all of these services, you know, Jewish Family Services and, and other agencies within the Coachella Valley and beyond. And I'm sure we still do some of that when it's necessary. But how unique is it that a school district has a full service mental health department?
1: Right, absolutely. And you know, that's one of the things that really attracted me to, uh, to this district when I was um, looking at um, working in mental health in the schools is that it's number one, a very well established program. Um, And like you said, it's been here about 10 years. Um, So I I think Palm Springs has really been ahead of the curve in that sense in um, understanding the mental health needs of our students and ensuring that they have access. Um, what I also really appreciate about it is that, um, you know, like I kind of touched on earlier, is that our students really do have more access to mental health services than they would otherwise. Um, aside from our medical program, we also do, you know, work with Care Solace to provide referrals for students who have other insurance coverage. And of course, we have other funding to provide for students who may not have any coverage. Um, But overall, we're able to really help them access those services. Um, Like right now, especially, so many mental health agencies are are just absolutely overwhelmed and full. And there are so many hoops to jump through to get those services. And, um, you know, some people, some some parents, you know, even a lot of adults just kind of throw up their hands when the access is so difficult, even when the need is there. And so we really, I think, fill a, a unique role there in that we can, um, we have that access and, the, and that we make, it, we make it something that's doable for the students by bringing, bringing the, the service to a place where they're familiar with and comfortable with on their school campuses.
0: So I know that uh, a lot of uh, the, the services, you get referrals from the school sites, I'm sure. Yes. Um, but do parents have a direct way to access services for their kids? Like they yes. just, how yes, do they
1: do that? Yeah, parents can self-refer to our department. Um, there is actually on uh, the PSUSD website, if you go to the mental health department uh, site, um, there is, there's there's a, a listing of resources, but there's also uh, a link to to uh, submit a, a referral. And um, parents just need to fill out some demographic information and um, and then some some reasons for referral and a little bit more information about why they're seeking um, services for their student. And then we process that here.
0: And they certainly can go through their school sites as well. Yes, but absolutely. If they want to just go yeah. direct and, it, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes um, I'll be the first one to admit that the website is a little overwhelming because there's so yeah. much on there, but you can't necessarily find it that quickly. Yeah. We have it's a relatively new um, what do I want to call it it's a it's a product and it's <laughs> our our um, our chat app yes and it's a a chat bot yes. and um it, all the de- the major departments have their individual ones, but all you have to do is really go on the home page and up pops this little chat bot and um you just put in what you're looking for and it will give you links to get you there. So yes, if you can't absolutely. necessarily find the mental health department link, which it's not that hard to find, there's drop downs. But if you're just, if you get a little frustrated, you just go on the homepage, Use the bot and uh, and tell the bot what you're looking for and it'll take you right there. So Thank I'm really our,
1: our department is actually working on getting a chat bot specific for our department up and running as well. So to, awesome. so that if parents have any questions um, that that, you know, they, they might not, you know, have a minute to call in about or anything like that. Um, hopefully at some point soon we'll have that up and running so that we can get resources out there um, a little bit easier as well through the website
0: yeah you know we've gotten into becoming a pretty automated society and you know nobody really wants to pick up the phone anymore and (laughs) plus the people who are taking the calls get overwhelmed so anything you can do to get the process going simply from your computer
1: And, And we know that families are busy that students have a lot of activities parents have work Um, You know, there's all kinds of things that sometimes get in the way and sometimes hopping on a website and typing in a question is just faster than than remembering to make a phone call during business hours or during a certain time. So, um, you know, so we want to make that accessibility easier for families as well.
0: Absolutely. So you do, um, you have therapists who are working with kids individually. Do you also do group sessions as well?
1: um we We have had some groups in the past, and we are, are uh, we are working on um, developing some some other groups for our students for different age groups. Um, our zero to five program is working on getting a a program that is is super fun. It's called Dinosaur School. Um, It's it's really fun. There's uh, puppets and games and all kinds of great things for our little ones um, to work on some of those uh, social skills and the social emotional learning uh, piece of starting school and being ready for school and all of the changes that come with that. So uh, we're in the planning stages of getting that going, um, which we're super excited about. Our uh, mental health specialists just finished training for it um, at the end of last year, Um, so we're excited to get that going. And then our peer support specialists are also working on on some different peer support groups, not necessarily clinical groups, but some support groups uh, for students as we we find uh, needs within some of the school communities.
0: Well, I would imagine, and thankfully, we're getting to the point now where uh, we're transitioning back to, to being um, in person, in groups. I mean, we've been back in school for the entire school year, which has been awesome, but we've been very, uh, treading really lightly when it comes to gathering mm-hmm. groups of kids um, outside of the classroom, and they're... You know extracurriculars on campus, but we're back to the point now where we can move forward with that. And, and you know, mask guidelines have been um, eased. And you know, please know that everybody is welcome to continue to wearing masks, and there's no um, stigma attached to that. You know, in fact, we recommend it. But we are able to you know have group group activities now which right. is great because um, you mentioned about uh, your partnership with Daybreak and Telehealth and I can imagine that that's going to continue regardless of covid yes. because exactly. I think there's I think that the the medical uh, medical community, the mental health community, and you know, the general community has seen the benefit of that. You know, some people yes. can do very well in that environment. And like you said, you know, people are so busy and yet they, they, they need support. And sometimes they don't have to be in the room together. So I, I would assume that that's gonna continue. I have a cousin who broke up with a boyfriend on the East Coast and decided now's the time for me to just go explore because mm-hmm. um, there wasn't anything holding her down. She's a licensed therapist and she works remotely. Absolutely.
1: From anywhere, mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah, and I think you know I think that's the benefit um, for you know especially our older students who have just you know so many activities and so much going on but you know still need to make that time uh, in their day to to um, address their mental health needs as well and so if we can provide that in a format. Um, that they're comfortable with and that they're benefiting from. And, you know, in our conversations um, with Daybreak, we've really seen a lot, a lot of progress for the students who have taken advantage of that service. It's, it's for short-term therapy, it's about a 12-week program, um, but, uh, but there's been really great feedback on it. And um, the, the students also have access to their therapist through a private uh, chat um, in, in the app um, for Daybreak as well. Um, so they're able to have access to their therapist outside just that you know that weekly session or you know how however often they're seeing their their therapist so there's a lot of benefits to it, and I think um, you know if if we're able to really offer a lot of different formats to fit people's needs then then uh, then then we're able to to address um, everybody's um, you know mental health needs in whatever way fits best for them
0: and then you know, you mentioned that this is really for um, for students in the mild to moderate range. So, mm-hmm. I would I would I would think that as a result of COVID, the need has is is greater mm-hmm. among um, our kids, especially for more intensive services that probably need to be in person. The kids who are struggling with um how it was to be isolated for over a year
1: right so
0: talk about that
1: you know so really when we look at the pandemic and and i was i was just talking to somebody recently about how we're coming up on the two-year mark of when things really just kind of you know went just kind of imploded um and and it's amazing that I, that that it's it's only been two years because it feels like a lifetime you know it really feels like it, we're living in a different world and as a culture and as a society we we have experienced kind of a collective trauma um for everybody every nobody has escaped the impact of it in some way shape or form um and for our students you know really when when you think about um you know like take for example our little ones you know our our preschoolers and our kindergartners, they were teeny tiny when this started. It's been, you know, half of their lives for some of them. Um, And all of those developmental milestones that they've hit during that time. um, But also some of the things that they've missed out on that social time with their peers, learning those social norms, uh, learning how to follow rules and, you know, even simple things like how to line up (laughs) in your classroom or you know how to how to stay in your seat or what you know whatever just those those small things that they they haven't they haven't had that time Um, but it's the same thing for our older kids you know for our adolescents having some of that um, you know that organic um, natural time with their peers that they need for their developmental milestones Um, missing out on those missing out on some of those big milestones of, um, of adolescence, um, you know, missing graduations and missing some of those, uh, you know, those, those social um, things that we do to mark those milestones. Um, just, and, and then of course, you know, academics being online for a year. Some, some kids um, did well with it and some kids uh, struggled with it you know, and so, so they're coming back with, um, you know, with, with different expectations and, and that can really impact how they view themselves, how they view their abilities. Um, and, you know, and then we also think about being at home with families, if they have difficult family relationships, um, if, if the families were lacking resources, there was less access to it, um, so all of those things combined have really, uh, you know, we're, we're starting to see the impacts of it now, now that everybody is coming back, um, you know, so we're seeing, uh, you know, students who may have been doing, doing well or doing okay prior to, um, but maybe had some underlying mental health issues, um, you know, this collective trauma that we've experienced for whatever reason has brought some more of those symptoms to the surface. Um, Or maybe they were coping well with some of those issues before because they had social connections and resources to manage them before that. Um, And then those social connections and resources uh, were cut off because of, you know, quarantines and isolation. Um, and And so it brought to the surface that, you know, they needed some new coping skills that they didn't have access to. Um, So all of the, you know, we're, so we're seeing all of those things as people are starting to recover from, from that isolation and that lack of social network for so long. And so that's why I'm so glad that we are able to be there for our students, you know, and, and that we're on the campuses so that we can, uh, you know, build those relationships and that we can uh, identify those students. Um, in, in in a timely manner so that we can make sure that they do have the resources that they need to be can begin to recover uh, more quickly.
0: Absolutely, and um, I, I every time I have somebody on from the mental health department, I think it's important to stress that there's a difference between Mental health and mental illness, mm-hmm. because Absolutely. I think people hear, you know, oh, uh, mental health, and immediately they think that that's a, like it's a stigma, like it's yeah. something negative. We all have to pay attention to our mental health, right. and it doesn't mean that you're that you have a, a mental health illness. Like, right? right. you, you know, that's a whole other, and we're, of course, right. your department deals with that. But talk a little bit about general mental health and maybe a few tips for parents on how they can help their kids maintain good mental health as well as themselves.
1: Sure, absolutely. Yeah, and you're right, you know, mental health is not it's it's not something you're right. There's there's definitely a stigma to talking about mental health, but it's something that we all need to to take care of, just the same way we deal with our physical health and other areas of our life. Um, so and 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 that's on a spectrum. For, for some people, that is making sure that you're eating well and exercising. For other people, that means that you're going to therapy every week. For some people, it means taking medication to, to manage a, a mental health issue that might be a long-term one. Um, so, but for everybody, there's something that we need to do to maintain balance in our lives and to make sure that our mental health is, is addressed just as much as our physical health is. And um, So in terms of you know, what families can do and what parents can do. Um, for little ones routines, especially right now, when so much has been unpredictable, routines are so important for kids, making sure that you know that we have regular times for sitting down together regular regular times even for things like chores because for little ones, having that predictability and having that structure gives them a little bit of a sense of safety, um, like I said, because things have been so unpredictable in the last couple of years too it's it's all that much more important for them um, for for our slightly older kids and then into our adolescents, making sure that communication lines are open um, understanding and being able to communicate and talk about our feelings um, and being able to identify our emotions and our feelings um, so that so that we can express them in ways that are uh, productive and healthy um, and and can resolve um, any any issues or conflicts that we might have um, and then, uh, just ensuring that everybody has time to create balance in their lives, whether that is through making sure you have exercise, uh, you have a balanced diet, um, or even just taking some time out for um, things like meditation, prayer, if there's um, any sort of a religious um, background, um, and um, finding time uh, for hobbies and things that that give your body and your mind a break from some of the, the, you know, the busyness of life um, so that we can create that balance um, that's there. And so that we can also recognize when we're a little bit out of balance and need to get back into balance too. And creating Absolutely. that balance is really important too.
0: And, and I think that, you know, for a lot of parents, um, part of the struggle is that balance and, um, you know, making sure that they realize that it's not only okay to indulge themselves in what they need, but it's also necessary if they're gonna actually be the best support for their kids. I think that there's sometimes so much focus on what do my kids need and Mm -hmm. I have to make sure that I'm, you know, providing for them financially and that I'm providing for them emotionally and I'm, you know, giving them everything that they need that I think a lot of times parents just don't think about their own mental health needs right. and like you said, you know exercise meditation and taking time out for yourself like mm-hmm. just quiet time and you know reflection and, and all of that that it's not only that's not something that you should feel guilty about that's something that you actually need to make time for.
1: Right, it goes back to the analogy that I like, I, you know, that I'm always telling parents, is when you get on an airplane and they're telling you about the oxygen mask, right, they always say, you know, if you're traveling with a, with a child or somebody who's dependent on you, put your oxygen mask on first, because unless, unless you have taken care of yourself, you're going to run out of, you're, you're going to run out of steam caring for somebody else. And it doesn't have to be big, it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be something that takes a ton of time out of your day. You know, it can just be that few minutes that, of that time that you need to take to reflect or breathe or just take a small time out. You know, it, it can be, you know, taking the family to the park and going for a walk. Um, it's, it's not about major stuff. It's really about the little things um, that we do each day um, that can add up to more balance in our lives.
0: And, and, you, and the kids take their cues their from you. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, they, it, it's it's role modeling and, and mm-hmm. if they see that you're just, you know, so stressed out and ready to break, mm-hmm. then you're really not helping them. Right. You know, right. you think that you are because you're giving them this, that, and the other thing and you're, you know, having them go to therapy and you're having them, you know, do all these things that if you're not taking care of yourself, then maybe all of that is... You know, not going to be beneficial in the in the big picture. So you, you you really have to take care of yourselves as well. Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely.
0: And you you have a big job, lady. <laughs>
1: um, and I, you know, I, I am I'm really enjoying it though. We have a fantastic department. You do. Um, and yes. and everybody here does really really great work with our students. Definitely. Yeah,
0: and some I don't know I don't think you were here yet. Um, uh, Joaquin Galliano. Yes. Uh, did I pronounce his name correctly? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Some of the work that he did during uh, the shutdown with the kids yeah. with art, mm-hmm. uh, chalk art in their driveways, and mm-hmm. and just it was incredible. Right. And the having the kids having the opportunity to express their feelings through art mm-hmm. was right. really powerful. And that that's not for everybody, but for a lot of kids that is. Very impactful.
1: It in a absolutely positive way. is. Yeah, and the amount of creativity that went into making sure there was continuity of services for our for our students. Um, I wasn't here at the time, but I have I have seen since then the the amount of work and creativity that went into making sure that our students still had what they needed was was really impressive. Listen,
0: our building shut down on March 13th, of 2020. We'll never forget it, um, and uh, our our physical campuses were shut down for a full year and a half after that, mm-hmm. and the mental health department did not th- physically they they did weren't having people come in. Your department didn't shut down for five minutes. No, I mean it just was uh, unbelievable the pivoting that went on, and um, it it wasn't perfect, but uh, this was yeah. due for all of us, and right. your department has certainly risen to the occasion and continued to do that. So thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for everything that your department does. And um, let's give a phone number in case people don't wanna go on the computer.
1: Sure, absolutely. So our, uh, our department phone number is 760-416-1360 and our office is located um, on Farrell Drive at the corner of Farrell and Baristo right next to the Palm Springs High School Stadium.
0: Right, and it's in the same building as the Family Engagement Center Um, and so you can just walk in and ask questions and get some assistance that way you can call. Or you can go on the website and you can fill out paperwork and get yes. the ball rolling.
1: Right. Or or talk with any staff at the school sites about getting the referral going as well.
0: So. Danielle, thank you so much. We'll have you back next school year to give us an update on some new and exciting programs.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Joan. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. We learn something new every day. A new podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes look, feel, learn something new, press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Brianna and Emily. Thanks again, Danielle, and we will see you next week.